Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I'm joined with Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. Jonathan Lee. Hello everybody. And Zach Cady. Oh god, I've been stuck here since Thursday. Oh, he's been here all day, week. So, I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you know that I've always been a First Order player? I had heard something about that. Since yeah, like, I remember you flying a lot of Kylo. Oh, since yeah. like Kylo's and, come out, that's all I've flown. And there is that First Order tattoo you have. Uh, right, right. I have Hawks tattooed on my thigh. Um, gingers have to stick together. So, we're going to talk about our last four factions of the article, or not the article, the points drop. Uh, what we think about them, um, the real winners of this, obviously, is the First Order, so we're going to start off with that. But uh, first, we're gonna, you know, Brett, you got some shout-outs that you want to send out? Yeah, so Gamers Heaven had a uh, a monthly tournament this weekend, um, Trist- which Tristan ran. He did a great job, as always. Um, there were 12 people there. Uh, it was won by Ryan Becker, uh, who... I, I, he told me he listens to the show, so hi, Ryan. Um, it was it was great playing you. Um, so just thanks for everyone who came out. It was a really fun day. I can't wait for the next one. Cool. Um, yeah, so Justin always runs a good show up there. I know he uh, was promoting for a while. I heard it was a pretty good turnout, so uh, definitely great job on that, and I hope it was a lot of fun. I could not make it, unfortunately. But anyway, let's shoot right into our next subject. Uh, so we're going to start right off the bat with First Order. They've probably got, you know, the best changes to this. Uh, maybe Scum did. Maybe First Order. I don't know. But they also got a new ship, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. First thing right off the bat we want to note is that not a single thing in First Order went up. Like, nothing at all. Everything either went down... Um, a couple things got knocked out of hyperspace, um, and they, you know I feel like they got some pretty reasonable points for the tie BA that is coming out. Uh, we got Von Reg sitting at fifty seven, Hollow at fifty four, Ember at fifty two, and the generic at forty five. So I think that's kind of huge. That's going to make a big splash into hyperspace. Uh, I feel like all of the like. Empire players are going to migrate over to hyperspace, or I'm sorry, first order, especially when it comes to hyperspace, like right off the bat. Uh, Brett, like, are you thinking about that too, or do you think uh, Republic might get the majority of those things? No, I think you're probably right. I mean, having a an i6 interceptor like Von Reg is is going to be kind of kind of tempting for all of us soon tier players who don't get to use him anymore. Um, and it's a very different ship than the high interceptor but it's similar enough that you know it, it doesn't feel too wrong flying it uh but you know you, you need a completely different strategy using it um and it's point it's points very aggressively so i think it's really gonna draw a lot of attention from people yeah definitely and you say it's similar to soon and it definitely is but I, I think you have a little bit of drawback with that having to do the power roll first um it's still very easily arc dodge uh dependent but i mean at the same time it's kind of like it's a little bit more restrictive of keeping your arc where as opposed you could like boost barrel roll to get certain angles where this might be a little bit uh harder uh, i think at the same time but at the same time it's you know it's still gonna make up a huge splash but all right first let's talk about all the points that have gone down so almost oh i'm sorry every single one of the tie fo pilots went down one point uh revis went down two uh, quick draw, the SFs all stayed the same. Uh, quick draw got knocked out of hyperspace, leaving only one I6 in hyperspace. And the 
TIE Silencer, Recoil went down one, and the generic First Order Test Pilot went down two points. And Avenger went down one point. And we have Rush sitting at 57 points. Um, the Two I-6s in hyperspace. Two I-6s. What do we have? Midnight. Oh, wait, Midnight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And Rush, half the time. Half the time. He don't count. Um, and so we got the Upsilons. Captain Cardinal went down three points. Striden went down three points. And Petty Officer Thanison went down three points. Um, but they were also all taken out of hyperspace along with all the crew. And all the upgrades have stayed the same. Uh, so right off the bat, like, what do you guys think? Like, the they basically lowered everything. There was probably one of the least represented factions throughout the last season. Um, I, I really think that this is going to make a huge splash in the meta, like, right off the bat. Like, no doubt in my mind. Uh, would you guys agree, disagree? Like, even if Von Reg's tie hadn't come out, this would be just such a massive change and would probably put First Order near the top. And then when you add in that whole new ship, I, I think that you're right, that there's nothing that is right now comparable to First Order. I mean, are we talking hyperspace? Because I mean, like... I, yeah, hyperspace. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, I think these are going to be dominant in hyperspace. Like, it, they're just Kylo and Von Reg themselves. Like, they're just going to put, like, a huge impact into the meta. Um, it's a shame Chris couldn't join us tonight because I'm sure he's got a lot to say about this. But the list building possibilities are just endless right now. Like, we're, we're talking about, like, you know, ace checking. Make sure your lists are going to be able to handle aces. And this is going to be, like, one of, like, the huge testing points is, like, is your list going to be able to handle some of these first order lists? Um and- Yes. List building might be endless right now, but maybe just go with Von Reg, Holo, and and Kylo, and that just seems like a really solid start. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's essentially what X Wing is like. It's front front arc, you know, small base ships, right? That's what people live for for this game. Um, it, it is, <laughs> um, and I mean, like, it's still just crazy. Fifty-seven points for an I six, you know, with with that kind of uh, ability. I mean, I, and, and, you know, four health where soon tears only got three health. It, it is just a great value. Right. Um, so on top of that, they also got a cool couple pilots from the, uh, the kit, the, so we talked about rush for a second, captain phasma, Lieutenant Lou Hughes. Um, they've all been added to the faction. So they've got a lot of new toys. So I think this is a real big boost to the faction. I uh, think that they're absolutely going to be at the top. Like, put money. I'll put money absolutely on it that they're probably going to be the probably, if not the most represented, but one of the best performing factions. Um, let's also talk about. So we also have false traditions and proud is a proud tradition, right? Um, their new EPT that has it's two points for first order where it is you can perform focus actions while stressed if you have two or fewer stresses going off the top of my head right here we go uh, after you perform an attack if you are stressed the defender may spend one focus or suffer one crit damage to flip this card and then when after you flip the card it's false tradition you treat your focus actions as red um, so, I mean, it's no denying that this is the Muse talent. Like, absolutely. You just kind of throw this on Muse so she can take, you know, focuses while K-turning and she'll never be stressed because she's going to be taking it off 
right off the bat. Uh, any other, like, w- do you think this could really even see play at two points outside of Muse? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I it, it has such a, a easy to flip, like, to the drawback side condition. I, I don't see why I would want to spend two points for that when I could just get Fanatical and have, you know, that soft focus on on offense for the rest of the game once my shields are gone. Jonathan, were you going to say anything? I mean, I don't think the card is necessarily bad, but I don't think we're going to see it a lot because either you're going to have aces and you're bidding and every point counts, or if you don't have aces and you have like a lot of FOs, you probably don't have, you're probably trying to cram in as many FOs as you can. And it's, I feel like there's a lot of upgrades like, um, like say an astromex, like the R four astromech or um, R three, which are good, but people don't take them just because you're trying to squeeze out every single point you can to put in more ships or to bid. And speaking of squeezing in as many ships as you can, we mentioned the FOs all went down a point, but what we didn't specifically say was that you can now fit eight of the Epsilon Squadron cadets, um, which I think were like mathematically some of the most cost efficient ships in the game when you couldn't fit eight of them in there. So now, I mean, that is a really good chassis that you could spam as, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. That dial is pretty amazing. Um, it's, I, I know like a lot of these top players, especially like speaking to, to Paul Heaver, like one of the things he said is like fitting those eight ships is kind of like, it, it's good. Like being able to fit eight ships. I mean, obviously he's talking about separatists, but I mean, if you're going to be able to fit more of these ships and just kind of spam them, he, or I'm sorry, you could actually just get so much health and more firepower, especially because these things have essentially four health behind three agility. So my question is, prior to the point change, even, so we're talking about all this now, prior to the point change, this was still one of the best chassis in the game. Why does it never see play? Uh, maybe maybe it has to do with the support. Maybe it has to do with um, the people not liking the faction. I mean, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. But I mean, like having flown one of these before, especially when I did the epic event, like the chassis in this, I would think is definitely very good, especially with those having those blue two turns. Um, and I think this is going to open up a lot more list. Like I know people are sitting there saying, okay, I'm going to throw Von Reg. I'm going to throw Kylo into these lists. And the more I'm list building, the more I'm finding throwing these filler ships in there, I, I find them getting more use. And, and I think, that might have like obviously everybody wants to fly those AC pilots, but I think I mean Chris flew a lot of these at Worlds and he did very well with them, so uh, I think it's an option that needs to be looked at um, as opposed to just brushing off like and that goes across a lot of the factions that like these filler ships are really going to start meaning a lot more I think to the game where because if these things are the ones that are dropping as opposed to the aces going up and stuff then I really think that that is going to be an option for the game that people start need to start looking at. Yeah, and for the record, it was an honest question, not trying to be... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... <laughs> so it looks like, I mean, uh, according to Advanced Targeting Computer, um, the Epsilon was in 33 lists. It made cut like 40% of the time, won 60% of the time, and won in cut 65% of the time. So it definitely wasn't being played in a ton of lists compared to something like Obi-Wan, which had 531 um, but it was performing exceptionally well. 
I don't know why there wasn't more of it, but it, it looks like, you know, the when it was there was very successful. I think one of the reasons we didn't see a lot of it is it's a two attack die ship and there aren't, I mean, all right. So for two attack die ships, you see a wings, right? Uh, Inquisitors. Um, and is that mo? And then like torrents, and, and like and the drones, and then the drones. So the separatists have like their tactical relays, and then they're super cheap and efficient. If you're seeing torrents, they're filler for Jedi, or they have sinker, and then A wings have a back arc, and I guess SFs, Tie SFs have a back arc too. But you don't see a lot of other two attack die ships. Oh, yeah. Do you think that will change, Jonathan? Um. You know, they increased the costs of the force multipliers like Kyle Runner. Um, Mandrea is really expensive and they took Sinker out of hyperspace, but then they did make them a lot cheap, a lot of the generics cheaper. Um, so I guess that's my way of saying I don't know. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I, I'm not expecting it right off the bat. Like I said, I, I think everyone's going to sit there with the interceptor and the silencer and just be like, I want to fly the sixes and fives and arc dodge and everything like that. Where if you need like good blockers, like these are absolutely it for this faction. And it's something that you should really think about with the game um, is getting these like blockers in the game. Yeah. And I mean, this is something I've talked about way back when now, but like I've always been a fan of ace plus mini swarm. And I feel like the archetype has been underrepresented in 2.0 kind of in general so i'm wondering if it's not gonna you know make some sort of comeback especially now that so many generics across so many factions have all gone down in points right and, and like, unfortunately this one is 201 points to get five of the uh the ps1s with kylo but uh you can still get a, a pretty decent ace plus swarm list but what about with von reich yeah with von reich right you can get like six of them maybe i don't know there's a lot of options I also think, like, we're starting to see, like, more lists like Dan Taylor's list from Worlds, where, like, you might be able to fit, like, two or three 30-point ships in these lists, and these all kind of have cool abilities that you might just have, like, the 50 points left over that you want to throw either the two of the Epsilons or maybe, like, Muse and find the other points to possibly, like, throw in T and three, four, six, seven, five, or three, three, four, six, five, um... Something like along those lines, like I think there's still options because if there's one thing, Jonathan, like you said, two dice attacks, like they still do matter in the game and they are still like putting damage through in ships. I mean, I know it's a little bit harder with Jedi, but when you have that power in numbers, it's definitely making impacts in the game. And then uh, like going back to the FO, I mean, uh, you mentioned how they had all come down in price, including Scorch and Longshot. And I think they are real good values there. Absolutely. In a, in a triple ace list, you could take out one of the aces and replace it with Scorch and Longshot. So you could have like Von Reg, Kylo, Scorch, Longshot, or Von Reg, Hollow, Scorch, Longshot. And that might be, you know, it gives you more tools. Right. And, and the other thing that you kind of have to remember, like, and I know this can get overlooked sometimes, when you have higher ship counts as opposed to, you know, your opponent having lower ship counts, they have to make every shot count as well. So, like, if you have the higher shot counts, they might have to be splitting fire or possibly if they they can't focus fire, they might be wasting shots on 
let's say like two ships as opposed to trying to figure out how they're going to get two shots onto one ship um so that is something to consider with these higher ship counts as opposed to like just bringing all the aces yeah i mean you know hit the nail on the head for me like that's why i like ace plus mini swarm like we know how much i like to cycle ships in and out and that just gives you a lot of things to cycle in and out right cycling i i love that aspect of the game like i've talked about it a lot with especially with like four fangs or like something like that like if you see something getting damaged or you know they're you have a prime target on your like their back you could like sit there and try to like even bait with these things and do other things like make them focus fire on these where you capitalize where as as opposed to the ace play of i want to move last and uh, i'm just going to react to where you go like there, there's obviously different strategies to these higher ship counts and I, I think this opens a very good aspect to this faction by lowering all these things so like even though it's completely i understand if you go straight ace faction into this I could, I would like to persuade you into trying to hire ship counts. And like I said, I bet you if Chris was here, he would probably ramble on about it for a while. Um, but the other thing that we want to talk about is what is it? Deuterium? Is that am I saying that right? Power Deuterium? Cells? Deuterium. There we go. I don't know. I said it yet. Um, during the system phase, it, I should know it is a tech slash mod slot. You have to have both. During the system phase, you spend one charge to gain one disarm to recover one shield before you would gain one non-lock token. If you are not stressed, you may spend one charge to gain one stress token instead. So you could essentially do a number of things with this. You could... I'm all right, So Jonathan, you said off that you could spend a charge to get rid of a tractor token? Yeah, so it says um, before you would gain. Okay, before you would gain one non-lock token. So if you, before you gain a tractor, or I guess before you gain an ion. Yeah, I mean, so I know a lot of people are looking at this like, man, you know, they're just adding more region to the game. Like this has other options to it, and like I, I think all over the internet, that's all I'm seeing is people being like. You can regen with quick draw and then spend the other charge to get rid of it, but it's a good defense mechanism, especially in the, like the the stuff that can take this. I mean, obviously the um, the tie BAs can take it because they're going to be taking strain tokens, they're going to be taking the plea tokens. Where you know this is a good filler slot. I mean, granted, it is nine points, and you have to be really careful how you use it. But I think at the same time, it is more of a use as opposed to some of these tokens than it is to um, maybe just regening. I mean, obviously still regen is going to be super powerful. And I know people have already expressed their uh, displeasure with this, but I think it has uh, great uses overall. Brett, you have experience from regen. Do you have any comments on this one? I like the flexibility a lot. I mean, the the quick draw one, like you said, is is the most obvious one. And I mean, nine points to guarantee an extra double tap with quick draw. I think that's definitely worth it. Um, but uh, you know, just having the the option to make yourself uh, like token proof for either those tractors if you're flying against Nantex or ions, if ion cannons are out there or whatnot, it's it really can help, like. Uh, put your opponent into making suboptimal choices 
Um, especially because a lot of the dials on these ships are so good that the, the stress token isn't really too big of a deterrent. Or, you know, if you're just at that point in the game where you want to make sure you're you're going to stay above your half point threshold, just regening those shields uh, has its own significant value. So I, I think it is a really cool card. I like it much more than just the straight uh, regen droid. Um, and the fact that you have to do it in the systems phase uh, is kind of cool because it's no longer like a perfect knowledge. Oh, I know Anakin's not getting a shot this turn, so there's no downside to me getting this, uh, you know, weapons disable token. Right, and, and that that is a good point. So that if they, you know, they do take it and they uh, don't sh- uh, shed the disarm token, you can maybe even, like, set up, like, your turn for next round. Like, you can be taking target locks knowing that they're not going to be getting shots off or something like that as opposed to you just focusing for the defense. Um, so that is a, a very good point. I think it is still very strong, and I, I think we're going to see it in play a lot. But um, it's a nice, different thing than regen. Like, it, it's nice to see. I, I mean, I know people, like I said, are a little up in arms about regen. But, like, I, I think this might be the game that FFG wants us to play almost in a way. Because the, they are still making it uh, in the game as opposed to just kind of pointing R2 Astromax out of existence. Um, maybe one day we'll see Gonk go down points so everybody can take the fun stuff. But, yeah, yeah, you do make very good points. Um, One important yep. thing is that because it, it does take that mod slot, right, There's that's not for the silencer, which is where it would really be abused. Exactly. Um, so that was very smart that they uh, they made that design choice the way they did. Exactly. That would be uh, brutal with Kylo and um, being able to up a reposition, do whatever he wants uh, in, while regening shields. Um, so anything else big that we want to talk about first order? Um, just that uh, we know in wave seven, they're going to get the she shuttle light shuttle. Okay. Oh, oh, right. right, right. We're going to talk about that now. Yeah. Um, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know that we're getting the shuttle, a new shuttle for first order. It was this leak that asthma D put out. Uh, and they are getting a new ship. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about the ships. We're going to wait till they spoil a little bit more, and before we talk about everything. So, but they are getting another ship, which is good for the faction. Um, it's interesting. I know one of the th- things I do want to check out is that they have a bunch of illicit slots that are coming with the ship. So it'll be interesting to see how they integrate that into the uh, first order faction. Um, okay. Any any last things before? You guys want to talk about mention first order final thoughts? No. Okay. Let's move on to resistance. Has anyone really taken a good look at resistance? I know Jonathan, you were talking to me yesterday about it. Do you, what do you want to comment about this? Um, let's see. So looking at, so we have the points for the fireball. Uh, and then we have, um, so for the fireball, just starting there. So we know Kaz uh, Shiono. He is forty points, which I think is a pretty good bargain for his pilot ability. And then we have the other pilots: Jer- Jarek Jaeger at thirty-three, and then R one at twenty-nine, and then the generic at twenty-six, which seems pretty aggressively priced for a five health ship at twenty-six points. And we know that I know that Chris is planning on buying like six of them, I think he said, so that he can spam them. And if Chris thinks six are good, then they must be good. <laughs> uh, but so, I think, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I think for Kaz, his ability, and this is me uh, just paraphrasing, but um, if an enemy ship, ha if its initiative is higher than the number of damage cards that you have, he can add one to his attack and defense. So in many ways, he's sort of like Rick in the Republic, you know, where he gets those extra uh, attack and defense dice if he does that certain uh, three-plus speed maneuver. Right. But I think that for uh, Kaz, like his ability will be very easy to proc at first. And at 40 points, it's pretty easy to find space for him to squeeze him in somewhere. And I think just like Rick, he'd be a really good pocket ace. Um, what about I was hoping he was going to... Sorry, Andrew. Yeah. I was hoping Kaz was going to be like 36 points, maybe. Like I, I feel like 40 is a little more than I want to pay for him compared to, you know, like the 43 I could pay for for Lulo, um, I I mean, because right, that ship is going to be either damaging itself or, or you know, probably taking a decent amount of damage. I, I'm just not sure if with the, like, the upgrades I would want to put on it, like, I think I want to put the, the title on it. Um, I, I haven't flown it yet, so I, I guess I don't know for sure, but, um, and the, the illicit, I guess, that lets you slam um, when you're stressed or when you uh, bump, like that, that seems good too. So with both of those on there, now it's 44 points. Um, I, I was just hoping it was going to be a little bit cheaper um, because, you know, once you are more damaged, you're going to go down quickly in the beginning, right? When you're, you're rolling three dice against everyone, you're, you're going to survive for a little bit, but this is the kind of ship that is going to spiral downhill very quickly. Yeah. I'm not sold on the fireballs. I don't think I ever have been like from the minute that we've seen these, like, I think they're kind of cool, but I, so, at the same time, like, I'm just 100% not sold to them. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing something, but I I don't know. Like, maybe it's the something, like, getting five, you know, health is good. I definitely think that. But I think at the same time, like, it's going to be hard to, like, really kind of, like, understand what makes these bringable like i don't know i'm with you i think they're dumb <laughs> good I'm, I'm glad someone's on board with me um yeah like especially so i'm looking at kaz and then i'm looking at like zz and I'd, i i would take her over it's a her right i'm terrible with this stuff um over kaz like for four they're exactly both 40 points she's i5 and she gets uh you know they focus or evade after she performs an attack or or defense like uh, i i don't know um, and she has the best dial in the game and she has a rear arc and two <laughs> right? slots. i mean like I mean, Jar jarek i think is very cool but um for 33 points but i, I don't know i i think kaz might be a little bit too high for uh for bringing him like i, I think there's definitely better things in the faction that you you would bring over him um and, and like as far as spamming them like yeah they're gonna get around the the board and they're going to do a lot of things and they're going to block they're going to like do whatever they have to do but um i i don't see it yet i mean obviously the first time that i just get my ass spanked by these things i'm like oh there it is but I, i'm i'm not on board with these at all fight me <laughs> um okay so do do you have any other opinions on the fireball jonathan what do you what do you think they're gonna bring uh i mean i mean you expressed the interest in them i mean um no, I, I I think Kaz could be good. 
I don't th see people playing the middle two as much. Uh, the generic, the way the Col Colossus Station mechanic might fit in like a, like it might replace the um, pods in a Chewy plus pod list. Um, I think, I, I mean, I'm going to get two, I think. So I'm not buying six like Chris, but uh, no, I mean, we'll have to see. And then again, it is just a two. I think Kaz being able to roll three dice is important, unlike the uh, generic rolling only two. Sure. Um, okay. Two is the number I bought as well, Jonathan. I think that's the right number. Um, oh, would you look at that? Um, so they kind of have the, the Asher mech, what is it? R5X3, which is just basically pattern analyzer for these things uh it's nifty but I, I still don't see it um all right so let's move on uh the star fortresses got a big dip uh i think that was needed page Tycho is coming out straight at 60 finch is at 60 um everyone else went down about three to four points uh, we one of the big things about these are the trajectory simulators went down to seven points so they might see some kind of play. Um, they're not in hyperspace, though, so it's kind of sad that they would drop the points on these and then take them right out of hyperspace. I don't know. Um, it's You're spending a lot of points for bombs, essentially. Uh, they might see some play, some filler. Like I think people that are really excited about these Star Fortresses definitely want to put them on the table, and they will put them on the table. Uh, I think Benny might see a little bit more play. He dropped four points. Excuse me. But, um, yeah. I, I think the res resistance uh, Star Fortresses might see some more play. But I, I still think they're one of those chassis ships that... They have a very specific chassis. And I don't know how cheap you got to make them to really kind of see like a, a huge impact. Um, one of the things I do want to talk about is how cheap the... The Falcon Scott. Jonathan, you, we were talking about this yesterday of that you can fit Ray, Han, and Chewbacca all in the same list. Yeah, I think that would be you can with um let's see two points left over. And how much off. is that title now? The title um, is three points. Two points. Oh, there you go. You know what? And it's funny that you said that because I flew against someone with a title. And it actually had a lot more use than I expected it to have. The title's great. Yeah. I mean, it it really allows them to do anything they need to action-wise without having that stress be too big of a deterrent. And now that they can get rid of all their stress, uh, you know, in, in one go, uh, it's it's really not that big of a deal at all. Um, and Ray, or I'm sorry, Han coming down so many points... Like he he allows you to to kind of open up some really cool board states, just uh, right from the beginning. So that's definitely something that's worth looking at. Exactly, uh, Han is now sixty five points, which is crazy for an i six uh, with with that much firepower and health. Uh, Ray's sitting at seventy, and she has force. She's got you know what two force points. You never sit on that. Like I, I think there's something's going to pop up with this faction that involves a falcon. And I think it's going to be pretty good. Like, I don't know if necessarily bringing three of the Falcons is going to be the best thing. It's going to definitely turn some heads, and it would be really interesting to see with all those turrets and three dice attacks. But um, I, I'm i right on board with you, Brett, that like Han coming down to 65 points and Ray sitting at 70, I would absolutely believe that something's going to pop up with this. Like, 
that's going to be good. Like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like Ray used to be 80 points when the faction first dropped, and Han was like 78 or something. Like, these ships have come down so much. Yeah. And, I mean, like, granted, they, they're going to die when they shoot, but they're going to pack a punch. Like like I said, I've messed around with Ray a little bit, and there's you can load her up, and, I mean, especially when she's got sitting at 70 points, you can just basically put, like, all these extra... You can load her up now and take, like, a bunch of all these A-wings or the fireballs that we were talking about and have, like, a multi-ship list, that, um, like the Ace plus Swarm. I, I, I'm I I'm happy for this. I really want to finally buy my Resistance conversion kit. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, don't forget, right, boosting on a big base is still a really strong play, um, and they have some of the best crew in the game to uh, to get passive mods, so... Uh, you know, especially Han with the i6, I think you can really do a lot of cool things. Yeah. Um, do you think, uh, Brett, do you think you'd put a Falcon on the table anytime soon? So when the Resistance first dropped, the, the list I flew for a while was just Han and Poe, um, back when Han was a lot more expensive. And it was it was really fun, Like, because if you know what you're doing with Han, putting him down, you have to have a bid to make sure you can really put him in the exact place that you want, but uh, he creates a, a really interesting choice for your opponent where, you know, someone's going to be flanking you. And I had put uh, Rose and uh, Ray Gunner and C-3PO on him. So I had all the mods I needed at all times. Oh, and, and engine upgrade so I could could uh, boost stress-free in the title so I could boost after doing uh, doing sloops. I mean, there's there's so many tricks that you can do with this thing. It's scary running only two ships, but... Uh, it's it's got enough like cool things that that it does that it might just be able to pull it off. What if you replace Poe with three fireballs? <laughs> I could do that. Um, That's a right, thing. And, yeah. Now, and Poe was actually always the weak link in my opinion. Like Han always seemed to carry his weight. Poe, I I've never really been a big fan of. Like now, I would probably honestly just do like a loaded up knee in or something. Um, to get even more tools on on Han or three fireballs, um, but yeah, I, I definitely would put it on the table. Yeah, um, would you necessarily choose Han though over Ray? Like, I mean, granted, uh, like he's gone down a lot, and she didn't go down as much. But I think at the same time, what what is your thought on that? So I I personally really do like having Han there, I do like the the initial tricks. Um, but two force is really good. Um, I find that when I fly Ray, I don't actually ever really use her ability because I'm not really putting my turn in the front. So she's essentially just like a Falcon with two force, which is still really good. Um, but I I think I really liked having Han because Han lets me take Ray Gunner. And Ray Gunner lets me have essentially first edition Palpatine on Han because as long as that ship is in my arc I can get a hit result or an evade result no matter what I roll sure um all right what else do we have in resistance uh so the T70s uh we have a bunch of things that went down Elo went down a point Temin went down a point RIP Temin though with composure um, yes seriously all the other names were went down a point except for Jess Pava and is Joff Sea Striker new? Um, he's no, not he, new. 
but I've never seen him on the table before. <laughs> yeah, like, he's that's... pretty horrible. I, I think he lets you like remove a stress. Uh, no, from that's another ship. that's that Jay Chris. Else? Isn't that Jay Chris? Oh Tubb? my god, the loving father, Jay Chris Tubbs. That could be okay. I think Joth is isn't he, um, shield the game? evade, the evade. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Is Blue Ace, Blue Ace, or Red Ace from first edition? Sure. Um, that's Red silly. Um, yeah, so he didn't change at all. Whatever. Uh, Bastion went down the point, and then the Red Squadron Expert, Blue Squadron Rookies went down three points, and the Black Squadron Ace went down two points. So again, we're seeing the generics just dropping in price, and I've already expressed that these things are already uh, one too many health than they need to be, and now they're going oh, down it's... in price. So exactly. I, you know, how many games that I have gone to where I'm just chasing these things at one health just infuriates me. And now that they're even cheaper, I'm probably going to see more of them. And that just makes me angry. But yeah, so again, we're going in that trend that the generics are going down in price. It's going to be interesting to see if we enter this meta of just AC ship and then generics. So, and it's absolutely plausible now with this. Uh, My time has come. (laughs) You're going to bring, you're going to. That meta is yours, Zach? I returned like Palpatine just in time for my meta. There we go. I mean, I think with this uh, point, the resistance, I feel like their point costs were always a little bit awkward before to fit in the things that you needed to make a good list. Um, So like for the Falcon, you could make a good Falcon before, but it would be over half your points. And that was just too much for the chassis. Now with that price reduction, you can now put in Ray or Han or whoever and then put two solid, you know, wingmen with them. Same with the bomber. When the bomb if you can keep a bomber to like a third of your list, I think it would be okay. You know, a third of your points or less. But in previously a bomber, if you loaded it with things you'd want, it would be like forty percent or forty five percent of your list, and that was just too much. And now being able to fit in more of these X Wings to accompany either a Falcon or a bomber. I mean, I think that's, that could be really good or combined with a wings and some more sort of like a mixed swarm list. Sure. And I think one of like the things about the resistance faction is like, and whenever I see like people, um, flying resistance ships, like I think the most popular is what for T seventies, which I guess is kind of thematic, but I feel like I would love to see like, a salad of all these ships like I w- i'd love to see like the the hero of the batch and then like some other things and maybe that will start to happen where that you can get that uh that falcon or something like that and then have like the backup uh come in um so uh, I- i'm excited to see where this faction goes I- i've always kind of been down on it i mean 5a didn't feel fun uh what yeah <laughs> I mean, it was not Brett. I love you, but it was not. Wow. I like five A wings. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, you guys are wrong. It um, takes a lot of patience of like knowing when to too hard away. Sure, I'm not saying it was a bad list. I just I, I don't think it was a list that should have been in the game. Feels bad. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I'm excited to see where this goes. Like. Uh, me personally, I, I don't know, uh, but I, I'm definitely on board of where 
I would try some of these ships out. I would see, I would be expecting some tricks to pop up with this. And I'd expect some kind of crazy list pop out with this and, and start performing at, at an adequate level. One thing I, I kind of want to, if I'm going to go with like a spammy list, I think I would go with four of the PS3 uh, T70s, which are 44 points now, and just throw Heroic and Pattern Analyzer on there. And I, I mean, that seems pretty solid, right? Anytime I K-turn, I can get a, a mod still. Um, so Hold it's kind of like Leia. I just came up with a crazy list. Ready? Yes. Four of the Red Squadron ex- experts at 44 points. And Poe Dameron has 68 points. It's almost like four fangs. You mean three of the... Did you say... Yes, so, three, yeah, of the Red three, three of the Red Squadrons and one Poe Dameron. So that, yeah, it's exactly the old four fang breakdown. No, it's probably bad because they can't... Um... Well, if you drop to Blue Squadron rookies, then you'd have uh, six points for Poe. Black one, R2, R4 Astromech, black one, two point bid. Interesting. I'm I'm like all in on Poe. Like I know people are down on him, but I you I'm so all... down on Poe. He's I mean in hyperspace, he's going to be the only true double reposition I six ace. That's true. Because like he can boost our barrel roll in any order, unlike uh, Von Reg. Is R four Astromech? Yeah, yeah. R four Astromech is in hyperspace. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, just Poe and R four Astromech. I. I I'd be on board with that. I don't know about you guys. I mean, why don't we see more Poe? Is it like, is he too many points? He's a lot of points and he is stressed so often that his dial is, is pretty restricted. Right. But if we throw R4 Astromech on there, does that not? I mean, it, it helps a lot. I, I don't know. I, I tried making Poe work a lot when it, it first came out and I, I never felt like he was doing what he needed to do. Okay. I'm going to try this out. Just Poe with R4 Astromech. See what happens. I'll report back. Put Heroic um, on there, too. Sure. And the title. Okay. And then 199. You're good. You just, like, loaded up. I I just want one thing. Okay. Uh, so anything <laughs> else with the uh, resistance that really kind of caught your eye that we're missing? Uh, so the Falcon and the Star Fortress are not hyperspace legal. Right. Which is, I, I guess, pretty big. Well, I guess I'm not flying Han in a hyperspace, then. <laughs> should have thought of that before f um but poe is in hyperspace so you should just fly poe and three fireballs and three fireballs you could probably fit more than just three fireballs um but yeah uh, i i'm a little sad that the falcon is not in hyperspace they took all the falcons out except for the rebel falcon in hyperspace but i guess that's the way they wanted to go so i'm not like i said i i'm really excited to see where this faction goes i would love to see some of the tricks um that they are going to be getting now because i feel like they're right on the brink of achieving that but i don't know uh, we'll have to put money on it and see what happens in like the end of the cycle um but let's move on to separatists so separatists uh what went up I don't, they're not getting anything new as far as uh, ships or anything are they getting anything even in those the hotshot pack no, yeah, no, so, but in, in Wave 7, they're going to get the HMP. Right, so they're going to get the HMP, and that thing looks awesome, I think. I think that's going to add a really nice ship to the faction. It looks a little bit different than just a droid bomber ship or anything like that. Like, I, I feel like there's something really cool with that. 
Uh, but at the same time, we were kind of expecting this uh, this faction to kind of go up a lot, especially within Snare. But the only things that really are notable that went up were Captain Seer and, and Snare went up. So and Snare costs a little bit more when um, it scales. TA-175 went up to 9 points. Um, and that's about it. They did take the Bell Blubs out of hyperspace, so they are no longer in there. But uh, And they also took Ensnare out of hyperspace, which is really interesting. I think we might have talked about this a little bit last episode. But uh, I, I'm curious to see how these Nantexes are going to have a spot without the Ensnare uh, talent. I know we talked a little bit that that's still possible with uh, Gravatic Deflection. They can still get some of those re-rolls, which might be nice. But, I mean, the real time to shine was with Ensnare. And they even fact the tractor beam interaction so that uh, you can rotate your ship 90 degrees by taking the stress after you become tractored. But I, I don't know if taking them without Ensnare is really going to make any kind of impact. I mean, it makes it a lot more affordable, that's for sure. Um, but, like, Ensnare was kind of, you know, what was supposed to make that ship work. So it, it does seem a little tough to, to find a good spot for them. I mean, you know, some of them are really cheap. Um, you know, the the and the, the lowest one is only 34 points, right? So if you put Gravitic on there, you could, you could get five of them in there um, and be just you know repositioning all over the place and and being really good at blocking but i still don't think i would necessarily uh want to take those yeah i mean like i said i don't know i said this in the last episode is that the i5 burwer might act kind of like a tactical relay for the droids so especially because they're kind of losing the uh Belbelob, which was a huge tactical relay for them in the hyperspace, but I think he might be the only one that might get seen play with the, in the hyperspace mode at least. Um, I also think that what the other thing that I noticed was not noticed, but uh, Darth Maul went down two points, which I think is pretty cool. I know they they boosted him up when Duncan decided to run around with two of the Sith infiltrators and proton torp everything. But, I mean, with him dropping, you might start seeing him a little bit more as a tactical relay carrier. Um, he's got the force points, which is pretty cool. The title's still pretty awesome. Um, what else went down? Oh, Order Generic Hyenas went down. Generic Hyenas went down. Um, 066 went down. Uh, 51 points. That's another one that might be a good tactical relay carrier um, since they lost the Bell Blob. What else? Uh, DBS. I couldn't even tell you which one that was. Uh, and the bombardment drones went down, so I, I think that's pretty cool that they the hyenas went down. That I are they're definitely a really cool ship, and the fact that you can fit them more, they they kind of are sitting on that like ship of five health that is just one more health than you want. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was it. having a lot of success. I was having a lot of success a couple months ago with Maul, a generic hyena, and at that time Grievous, but like now that Maul and the hyenas have both gone down. Maybe I just go for more hyenas. Like it's just a lot of proton torps, and with the probe droids, the droids, yeah, you get your target locks early, and it's just yeah, it's a lot of protorp in your face, and five health is, like you said, one more than you probably want with 
reloading protorps. <laughs> yep. Brett, were you going to comment? Uh, so DBS, I think, is the one that lets you do like the calculate. I want to say at the start of the engagement phase. So that's a, a pretty strong ability. So that they're bringing him down is, uh, could be really important yeah. for these ships. Yeah, um, definitely, especially if you know the Bubbleovs are in, it, in the hyperspace. Um, other than that, though, I, I don't think the faction took that hard of a hit. I mean, it does stink that Seer went up six points, but I, I think at the same time they're going to do what they do. They're the swarmy faction. I don't think they're going to change across the board. I think they're going to be right in the same exact spot that they were last season, and uh, they're just going to go from there. Yeah, my only confusion was taking the Belbel up out of hyperspace. I'm not really sure what that accomplishes. I mean, I I think they kind of want to take a look and really mix things up. Where I mean, like same thing with the Falcon in Resistance. Is like, what is that really? Because I mean, it wasn't even really performing. Where this does kind of perform, uh, but now this kind of forces the Sith infiltrator. If you, you have to bring in a Sith infiltrator for a tactical relay, so it could have something to do with the upgrades. Um, or right, you can put one on. Is it just DBS for the hyena, or can you put them on all the hyenas? I'm not sure. Uh, can you put them on? I think just on DBS. Yeah. Just DBS. Yeah. So I, I mean that that is a big thing. With I'm curious if that's part of the way they look at what's going to be in hyperspace going forward. Is and I know we talked about this in the deleted episode was that maybe that is something that they take a look at, like, with crew carriers. Like, maybe the reason that the Lambda shuttle isn't in uh, hyperspace is because they have a crew carrier, which is the Reaper. So maybe when the Reaper gets, you know, booted out, they will um, put the shuttle in. But at the same time, we literally just saw the Upsilon shuttle be taken out, and they basically ripped the entire, any all the crew from hyperspace for first order so that that's kind of interesting maybe they're banking on the z shuttle coming out relatively quickly because i know in one of the discords they did post that they are planning on banging that out pretty quick but it's ffg who knows we'll see um any final comments on separatists that you think that we're missing i mean i i think like in the last half of the year like separatists have been in a very strong position um at the end of this, at the end of um, last year, mm. um, I know on Gold Squadron when they did their urine review, they, in the last half of the year since the previous point change, they had won the most like uh, premier events. So I don't see them being as strong as that. Um, that being said, I'm looking at this like XY's list, separatist list with Dooku and drones. I think is unchanged in point costs. So sure. I think they definitely still have some tools. Right. I, I don't think, I mean, like like I said, obviously Seer takes a hit. But I think at the same time, they have enough tools in this kit that, you know, they don't really need Seer. Or uh, they might just be able to switch to one of these other tactical relays except for TA-175. Like, I, I think the power level might have gone down a little bit with the, the uh, increasing those two points. But I think at the same time, they're just going to open up other options for this faction to uh, explore and discover. I did think it was really surprising that struts and vultures, like the combo didn't change at all. Like that was the the one thing everyone said, something's going to change. We don't know if it's going to be struts or if it's going to be the chassis, but instead it was just nothing. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of shock. All right. So let's move on to the Republic and Brett, you're taking this one. 
uh, the Republic faction no longer exists. What? Um, yes, yeah, so this is the end. Um, they took Torrance entirely out of uh, hyperspace, which is you know very surprising because that was the the filler ship, right? And it, you know it seems like they took out one different kind of ship in a lot of the fal- factions, like so in. Uh, the Separatists, they got rid of their tactical relay one. Here, they got rid of the filler ship. We got rid of the crew carrier in, in First Order. So it seems like they, they wanted to make all the factions feel a little bit different in in what's available to them. Um, so those are just completely gone. Um, points changes, uh, there wasn't much to them, though. Uh, Oddball came down a point, I think it was. Um, it actually may be more than a point, but uh, probably doesn't matter because... Uh, no one really is that excited about Oddball. He's got good initiative, but a pretty bad ability. Um, and the Blue Squadron Protector came down um, a little bit. Uh, the Jedi, mostly untouched. Obi-Wan Kenobi went up one point. Uh, so all the Jedi haters, uh, sorry, you know, there, there wasn't that massive nerf you were expecting. Um, and Ahsoka came down to 44 points, and the Jedi Knight and Barris came down as well. Uh, so they're there was actually an overall decrease in the cost of Jedi. Uh, but for hyperspace, they decided to just take out the Delta 7B config entirely, which completely changes the way most people play the ship. Um, and I, I don't know about you guys, I feel like the the Torrents coming out and 7B coming out makes this faction have to play more differently than any of the other factions do in hyperspace. Uh, so, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Uh, I also think it's good because the Delta 7B sucked. Um, it, I like that the fact that they took Anakin out of the faction uh, or hyperspace. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and, I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, they, Anakin. They, yeah, they took Anakin and Mace out of hyperspace. Mace. And Sassy. And Sassy. Uh, sassy, sassy. Um, but yeah, I, I like that they basically almost like changed this faction identification with hyperspace. Like, you don't have those hard hitting Jedi anymore. The torrents aren't there anymore. Uh, so it's kind of like you have to play with a little bit different tools. They're not going to hit as hard. So if you, it's like if you do want them to hit hard, you kind of have to bring a couple arcs. And I don't know how people feel about that. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, like, I know you said Jedi didn't get the nerf, but I mean, R2 Astromex went up, like, at what, two points at um for the Jedi? Or was it three points? Was that six or... Do you remember? Let me check, because I should remember, but I feel like it was... Okay, yeah, it went up. It went two, up. It's nine points. Nine now, points. Right? It was at six okay. before. Uh, so yeah, there is that. I, I think that really kind of hurt them in a certain manner. Uh, if they want to do that, they have to debate if they're taking that bid or not, uh, or they're just going to run them like that. Yeah, so uh, overall, I think I'm pretty pleased with the Republic changes. I mean, like, they they said this on the stream, that they were obviously very well represented, but at the same time, they weren't, like, bullying all the uh, events. Like, you know, they would make cut, they would perform, but at the same time, they weren't winning everything. So I, I think they hit that right on the uh, nose, that... It, that is like where they stand right now. And they didn't have to change every that are those things too much. Um, the Y wings still all suck. I think, and I mean, maybe, maybe with the exception of broadside, but or uh, Anakin, uh, Anakin's going to make his mark. I, I guarantee it. I don't they know. put out a plastic card of him for a reason. Matchstick. 
We'll see. Um, I, 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 that's another thing. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, because now that Dengar is sitting way lower than Anakin, I will, uh, I will joust you all day. Um, but yeah, but uh, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like it's, it's great that they got rid of, or they made R2 Astromech so much more expensive because the, the, the Astromechs that are Republic only are some of the best in the entire game. And they were just almost getting no play whatsoever because everyone was just defaulting to R2 Astromech. So it's going to be really fun to see these, you know, in play. Like I love Chopper, Zach, you love R2A6, um, R2C4. I think that's the one that lets you spend the evade. Um, I feel like that's been extremely underlooked uh, as far as the, um, the Naboo's go because they get that free evade. So they have a, a, a way to make sure they're spending that even when they're not getting shot. Like, I think this is going to open up a lot of cool new possibilities that we haven't seen. Now, a bunch of those aren't legal in hyperspace, which I thought was very disappointing. But I, I really am going to be excited to see those uh, faction astromechs out there. I, I definitely agree with you. Like being able to see the different things is excited. Like that is one of the main like complaints that I have that everything gets real stale real quick, especially when they perform something like, like region gen. I, I am not a fan of, um, but again, like I said, that may be the game that FFG wants us to play. So we see it happen. Um, but when they kind of tweak things around like that, we are start going to start seeing those other astromechs. Hopefully, come out to play or is regen just that strong that people will be taking it at nine points i don't know um i know what was it r2a6 um that's not hyperspace legal but i mean like i said that we saw that perform very well because someone had to bring it to a hyperspace trial um and blow it up um i like that sync console went down <laughs> to, to just one point two um because that's kind of a, a way to get like a, a nice alpha strike on these things where you could have Anakin and the Y-Wing take the, his target lock and then if not spend it and just keep passing that target lock down uh, to the the like generic ships uh, who have a focus and they can shoot off their torps. They're not going to be double modded, but at least they can uh, get them off and you know maybe throw on munitions fail safe in case they just get a horrible roll and uh, no harm, no foul. So, Brett. <coughs> yes. So before, I remember people talking about Republic list building and talking about counting to 200. Do you think you could still do that? I mean, I feel like you, there are some pretty decent, like, 50-point blocks in Republic. Do you know what I mean? Like, Wolf is 50 points. Obi-Wan with CLT is 52 points. Do you think you could still put together a decent list, like Obi-Wan, Wolf, Rick, and, like, I don't know, like, Plo? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Obi-Wan, Rick, uh, Wolf, Plo, or Obi-Wan, Rick, Plo, and um, Baby Anakin. Um, and Anakin can have uh, Intimidation and Advanced Proton Torps, just the way um, Marcel Manzano runs him. Um, and Rick can get Daredevil, and the, the Jedi have CLT. Like That list, to me, seems like it could have some some serious legs. Like Marcel was dominating with that, with uh, a 7B Obi-Wan. And now, yeah, it's a CLT Obi-Wan, but now you also have a CLT Plo thrown in there. Um, like, that that doesn't sound like a bad list. That's where I'm planning on uh, starting, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I think... I don't know. I, I think Hyperspace, the Jedi are going to be fine. Um, I don't think they're going to be as oppressive as they were before. But I think at the same time, uh, people are just going to bring them because they are Jedi and, you know, they love Jedi. 
Uh, Brett, on overall, though, do you think you're going to um, probably become an FO player, or do you think you're going to sit here and stick out the um, Republic? I've always been an FO player, Andrew. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, I, I think I'm going to be splitting my time nice and equally between Republic, FO, and Empire. Uh, they they both or they all three seem like they have a lot of uh, a lot of fun toys to play with. Sure. Um, so like hyperspace, what, what do you think you're leaning to? Uh, probably FO, but I'm gonna try out that list I just talked about with uh, the the four ships uh, in Republic first. Cool. Um, Commander Cody went up four points or one point. I'm sorry, I'm looking at this wrong. It's getting late here. Um, I know he was a staple in a lot of these. Uh, list with the arcs and that was an interesting um well probably not that interesting because i think everyone was taking him and he was pretty good um but overall i i think i'm pretty pleased with the republic faction i think they're still going to be very good i still think they're going to have that faction identity and extend it where they're going to do their tricks and you know the jedi are going to swarm around but i i think overall the points change for this were completely fair and warranted um i I know like you said earlier brett people probably were like thinking oh you know i I want a jedi to you know go through the roof but i I think at the same time they can't do that uh again they have very good reason of why they changed the things that they did and didn't nuke them through the roof so uh, i 100 agree with ffg's decision on this um anything else on republic before we move on anyone got anything they're uh getting the lat they are getting the lat i forgot about that one too so they're getting the lat and i know some people are super excited about they've been asking for it a while i don't really know too much about it i I didn't look at the cards too yet um but we'll we'll take a look a little bit closer to when that comes out we don't want to just keep spoiling stuff and i'm sure everyone else is doing that I know one of the things that everyone was saying was like, oh, that's not a spaceship and blah, blah, blah. And where are the turrets on the side? But after reading some lore on it, they actually took the turrets off so it could become a spaceship. Like, so that, which is kind of interesting. And I guess that explains why it has that bow tie arc and not like a crazy 360 degree arc or anything like that. Um, But yeah, it's probably going to be a decent crew carrier for them and... I'm excited, always excited to get new ships. Um, did anyone else want to comment on the arc or the light? The model looks really nice. Just like the HMP, the models look really nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the whole wave. Maybe not really. We need more scum ships. Um, we need more like original trilogy ships. We haven't gotten one of them in a while. Um, okay, so after Republic, I'm going to ask, what do you guys, let's take some like hot takes, not like hot takes, but like what do you think the faction is going to win us who do you think is going to perform the best over the next six months uh bro who do you think um i think in hyperspace it's going to be um first order and in extended i think it might be scum i am really excited about what scum can do now okay jonathan what do you think you know i think i would i agree with brett i think that the first order like they have the best aces. I'm not sure if the drop in efficiency ships or generics is enough to counteract that. And you know, um, players love their aces, so I think FO will do super well. Especially all the Empire players, I imagine migrating over to FO in hyperspace, and maybe a lot of Republic players as well. In extended, um, I know all the factions came down, but 
it's just really hard to know what's going to come out of Scum now that they have a lot of options there with uh, all those point decreases, even to chassis where I didn't think they needed decreases, like, say, the Shadowcaster. So um, I have no idea what's going to come out of Scum. So I agree with Brett. Uh, Zach, do you have any uh, opinions? Uh, my hot take, I partly agree with Brett and Jonathan. I also respectfully disagree. I don't know. I feel like FO is going to see a bump in numbers for sure. But I mean, that's not hard because it basically didn't exist this last wave. Um, so I think it'll see a lot more numbers. I'm calling my dark horse pick is Rebels. I think they're still just consistent. Like I think Rebel consistency might be the winner here. I mean, we're going to probably see more B-Wings again, and B-Wings are really good, and they're just going to get better. So, I don't know. I, th- I think that's my answer. I, I think Rebels are going to sneak um, into being the winner of this point change by the end of it. You stole my pick, because I I think definitely Rebels are, like, I think they're a little bit underrated um, with this point adjustment. I, I think they're really going to sneak it out. They're um, always underrated. They're built on hope. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to sneak it out. And, and uh, you hit it on the head. Like uh, B wings are going to make a big impact with Gina coming out, Tenom basically becoming Braylon, Braylon only going on one point. Um, I I really think that they're going to shine a little bit, and I don't think people are going to notice it. Um, if I had one that was going to sneak out. I think it might be uh, re- resistance. I'm sorry. I, I I think that's one of the that some resistance player out there is looking at this point adjustment and just being like, it works now. And they might come up with that that list that nobody else is looking at and nobody else is seeing. And then when it pops up, everyone's just gonna be like, nerf this. And I would be really kind of surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, but well, time will tell, and we will see afterwards. All right, uh, so do we have any final comments about the points adjustment that we want to talk about? Any other things that we want to talk about before next week? I think we're gonna- Dengar is really fun now. Dengar is really fun now. That's You're <laughs> here first from Brett. Uh, he still can't turn right, which makes me sad, but he's cheap enough that I don't care. Brett, tell yeah, me. And he's, and he's got two, two arcs now. Tell, tell me so, about your list. Right, so I ran IG88A and B both with auto blaster cannons uh, and the title and then uh, a jamming beam. Sure. Cause they were free, whatever. I didn't use it. And then Dengar with an ion cannon uh, and IGD. And I was just double tapping all day long. Uh, I was flanking with uh, one of the IGs basically every game. And somehow I seem to be rolling a ton of crits with those auto blasters. So that was going really nice. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I was just nuking ships off the board. It was a really fun list to play. I'm excited to try that. I, I'm excited to put Dengar on the table. Like I can't wait for Tuesday night just to get back out there and have like this revitalization into the game and throw whatever I want onto the table. So I'm excited to throw Scum on the table. Absolutely. Um, any other final comments about points? Jonathan, you have any like last comments you want to talk about? Zach? Yeah, John. That Dengar sounds horrible. Terrifying. <laughs> the jump master must suffer. The what must suffer? The jump master. 
it, it, it's done I its guess, time. It's been in yeah. the penalty box for over a year now. Let it shine. Zach, All, under. Do you All have... I'm saying is a return of four B-Wings is on the cards. Oh, I'm sad. Not sad. I'm excited to see what you come up with. Um, so, so one thing, this is totally anecdotal, right, from one tournament, but it seemed like the increase in power level that these points gave everyone were making games end uh, before time was called. It seemed like every round there was like maybe one, possibly two games going the time of the six that were going on. Uh, but a lot of people were finishing games early, which is not what you normally see uh, in tournaments. So that was kind of a really good sign. Nice. Uh, yeah, I- I'm excited to see how the uh, the game does evolve from this points adjustment. Um, and-, and that is a good thing that you said that because I know that was a hot topic in the last cycle that people were you know complaining that all the games are going to time and everything like that. And how can FFG fix it? They immediately said that they should change tournament structure or anything along those lines. But, I mean, maybe this is the way. Pun intended. Um, On that note, I would like to nominate that we call this the Baby Yoda cycle, as the last episode uh, said. So, you know, we should just name these so when we reference them later that we can, you know, be like, oh, that was in the Baby Yoda cycle. All right, so I think we're going to close out this episode. Uh, If you are a fan of the show, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Patreon and all the other places if you're ever in philadelphia come check us out i thank you guys for listening though and have a good night